Welcome to Sunday Night at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Last night was epic. Last night, first of all, if someone had told me how loud that was going to be, I, I would have truly brought protection. Um, that can be taken so many different ways. The hearing in my left ear is coming back. And I'm going to go see Deftones and Gojira tomorrow. So I rush ordered these musically designed earplugs. So I'm ready. I'm ready. And if I, that means I can't be close to the stage, then so be it. First and foremost, I want to give love and respect to ministry. A band that has existed for 40 fucking years. They were cinematic when they when it wasn't fashionable. They would always have those images playing in the background. That fence. When they when they put up that fence, you know it's getting real. It's getting real. They're taking it back to a place when they first started. When the music and the imagery was dangerous. And here we are, we're living in dangerous times, and it, and it fits, or as Tool said, the pieces fit. And to just see that and to witness it, it was, it was energy that was hitting you. I've never been hit with that much energy before. Closest to that is Tool. And, and they are contemporaries. So to have them hit that, that, those sounds hit you, this is a 40-year-old band. And to have them hit you that way and slap you around. And at the helm of that is Al Jorgensen. This sonic virtuoso, this master of magic and mayhem. And and it's all encapsulated in those two hours. And then I also got to give a shout out to the Melvins. I, I, we all know the Melvins because they came up in a time when music was changing and they always remained themselves and so I wanted to honor that and uh, corrosive conformity they were good they were good um I've never heard them before, so it was new to me. But, like I said, at the helm of this was ministry. This 40-year-old band. And and the Melvins as well. They've, they've been around for that long. And they're still able to connect. And we, and we find ourselves identifying with those songs. And as I said in previous podcast that the whole pandemic age I was listening to uh, ministry a lot a lot it seemed to be the soundtrack because of all this uncertainty that was occurring and building up and I and I have to give credit where credit is due to Al Jorgensen and ministry and First of all, there were some familiar faces. 
Monty Pittman, who plays with Madonna. Paul Damore, who used to be in Tool. And, and it was it was a festival of sorts. But that fence, that fence became and then the fence eventually comes down. It was ferocious. It was kinetic. It was chaos. And the whole audience, you know, I'm not a mosh pitter and I don't slam dance. So I had to back away to keep my footing. And then people bump into you. And then a few of them were wearing earplugs and I'm thinking, oh shit. I didn't get the memo. I should have gotten the memo. But that's on me. These are the battle scars that we wear when we go to something like that. The last time I experienced this, I think, was when I saw Marilyn Manson, a name we shouldn't talk about, in 2003 in concert. And I couldn't hear afterwards, and it was it was wild. But like I said, those are those are the battle scars that you wear, and you, and and I'm unaware of them. But it was it was a moment. It was a moment to begin with. <sighs> and um, I tried to memorize the set list. I thought, you know, okay. But I, I w- and then I tried to type some of it up but you know you, you come home and you're weather beaten and you can only hear out of one ear <laughs> and um, you try to get the fuck out of Dodge because then you're like okay I gotta come back Monday and I wish that they were a little further apart but like I said these these are the choices that one makes I had no intention of going to see ministry but something told me to go it was a feeling. It was, you know, when you get those gut feelings, you you fucking listen to them. So. It, you listen to them and you abide by them and um, you do it. And so I thought, okay. Um, but um, I made it happen. This this is an era of making it happen, and I make it happen for myself because no one else is going to make this happen, okay? No one's going to come on the white horse. I'm taking you to the concert in a limo. No, I have to go and get my ass and drive and just align myself with the energies that I am projecting. Um because the music, the music truly changes you, and the music is truly informative, and it's informing, and I love what Carlos Santana said about music, he says, behold, music changes your molecular structure, which is true, it changes your dynamic, and then you feel like a, a different person after that experience, it's like sex, good sex, you totally feel like a different oh trust me there are some stories that I could tell but I'm not going to because this is a film and music podcast um, and it's personal stuff that I don't talk about but oh let me let me just say 
without giving too much away, without giving away the farm. I've, I've, oh, you walk away from those experiences. I remember I walked away from one and I could barely contain my thoughts. And I walked around in a haze afterwards. Not a purple haze, but I walked around in a haze. And my eyes and mouth only saw what I had seen previously. And so that's the same with a concert. You walk away, you have been hypnotized, like how the Velvet Underground used to hypnotize their audience. And with my concert experiences, that's what I, I walk away with is being hypnotized because you just can't get it out of your system. And why would you want to? It is in your blood. It is in your veins. It is rising from the top. And the vibrations of everything that's going on. I could still hear that concert in my head. As well as my ears. <laughs> but as I said, these are the battle scars. That we wear. And, um... So, yeah. This, this was an experience... If I, if I ever get another chance to see ministry or the Melvins, but mainly ministry. It's going to be, it's going to be different. It's going to be a page turner. Um, for one, that's what it's going to be. And, um, but like I said, the sights and the sounds were hypnotizing and mesmerizing. It was it was chaos. It was not only chaos in the stage, but that's controlled chaos. But I'm I'm looking at the audience. That was just chaotic. People were in front of me, almost unleashed on whatever substances they were unleashed on, and the floor smelled like beer. And I'm just like, yeah, sticky, sticky. And I'm just standing there with my water, my chips, like, okay. And I and I and I and I probably looked like a square, and I probably looked like I didn't belong there, but I belong there. Uh, I was, of course, wearing my Doors jacket because I have to. I got a lot of compliments on that. I don't know how to take those compliments. If I'd been wearing a ministry jacket, probably would have been different. Different brand. I'm wearing a ministry shirt right now. I got it at the show, forty dollar shirt. So I'm only going to wear this a couple of times because I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> now, my tool shirts, I have so many tool shirts. And by the way, before we go any further, I want to wish a very happy birthday, vagina day, because that's when he emerged to Maynard James Keenan of Tool, who's also connected to ministry. Uh, Al Jorgensen has said that he is the one who got Tool into hallucinogens. They wouldn't have been a hallucinogenic band. Uh, so, um, yeah. Here's the thing. You all know I'm a really big Tool head. I just am. Will always be. And Maynard James Keenan, he, it's like, you know, you do, minute, you do Perfect Circle, you do Tool, and then you do Pussifer, and it's, and it's just magnetic. It's kinetic. It's energy. And we and we tap into it, and um, but I don't think I've ever gotten that close to a tool stage. The four times that I've seen them, and I've seen them 
Jeez, yeah, four times. And it's always in a stadium. It's not, you know, the war field where I saw ministry is, it's very, uh, communal. It's very communal. And everyone, we're all bunched in there together. And everyone gets to know each other. And you get to know what these people smell like, not taste like, because that, that's another story. Um, and then you get to meet people on bloodline and you get to know them for a bit. And he said, well, you know, it was good talking to you. I hope it works out. And then you think, oh, I should have gotten their name, you know. But we all have a story to tell as we're, we're in that line. We're all there for that singular purpose to see ministry, to see the Melvins, to see the other band but mainly to seek ministry because it's with ministry that this is all possible. And they give you new sea legs and, um, yeah. It was, it was visually striking. It was sonically. It made me, it, it was almost like the, the album jumped out in 3D form and came out and just ate everyone. That's what it felt like. It was, I didn't have to be stoned or off my rocker to enjoy that. I I was already hypnotized. And then at the same time, I brought the music to my friends, the LNC, to share with them. Because I, I, I believe in sharing music, you know. Um, not in the way that it would get me in trouble with Lars Ulrich, but I, I believe in sharing the music. And it was, um, it was sublime to just be in that moment you are connected with your peers and you're connected with everyone in the room and you're staring at Al Jorgensen and Monty Pittman like yeah you guys are bringing it and um, that's where the audience and, and the band are one we're all there for each other they opened with the Ukraine national anthem saying ministry stands with Ukraine it was it was wild and then they just dived headfirst and I mean sonically when that shit hits the fan it hits the fan and it reverberates I mean there were so many different sounds that my ears and brain were picking up that I can't even describe to you the samples the feeling the vibe um, so uh, yeah it was, it was truly, here we go. They opened them with U Ukraine National Anthem. They started off with Breathe, The Missing, Deity, Stigmata, Supernaut, The Black Sabbath cover, Don't Stand in Line, Palehead cover, Man Should Surrender, Palehead cover, Burning Inside, NWO, Just One Fix, Thieves, So What, and then they did an encore that came back with Alert Level, good trouble search and destroy i left i don't i don't even think they did search and destroy because when they did they were finishing with good trouble i i left because my parking was about to expire so you know you have to make those sacrifices now this tour was known as the industrial strength tour extra strength and so you had the melvins and you had um was in corrosive conformity and the Melvins the Melvins what I loved about them is they had this picture of 
Agnes Moorhead as Endora and Be- from Bewitched. And she was, and, and I thought that's the theme, and I loved it. And there's something magical about the Melvins just doing it. Um, that's where I really, I, I just got headfirst into that shit, and it, and it hit me, and it hit me hard. And those are those are the bands that um, matter. And it's not lost on me that this year will be the 30th anniversary of Psalm 69. And that, when that came out, that gave ministry a whole new audience. Because you think of what was going on at that time. You've got Nirvana, you've got Nine Inch Nails, you've got Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. And then you have ministry. And ministry had been around at that point for 12 years been around for 12 years so this was this was not new to them and I think Psalm 69 probably is their biggest seller as far as a masterpiece for ministry it's hard to say I mean I love the mind is a terrible thing to taste I really do there's something just cohesive in the, in the land of rape and honey and Filth Pig and Dark Side of the Spoon. But Psalm 69, which is the way to succeed and the way to suck eggs, released July 14th, 1992. Here we are, it's 2022, 30th anniversary. I am most definitely going to make, we're going to talk about it. I don't think we're going to be able to play any of the songs, but. And they didn't do, G- that would have been, t- uh, would have been wild if they didn't Jesus. Uh, built my hot rod but they didn't they did NWO they did um, or New World Order they did Just One Fix I've always loved their albums I mean Psalm 69 Corrosion Grace just just the whole dynamic of that album is just rich and just wild they brought it they brought it to last night's concert they really really did and so um i want to give let's see because you know when you're when you're giving credit to a band on that caliber and you have to you have to most definitely give credit where credit is due and you have to suspects and so and and it also was a trip that I had posted all of these ministry videos of the live show they didn't get taken down but ministry liked them and I thought oh that's such a fucking trip I'm just there and I thought well okay that that you know whomever is in charge um, so let's give let's give some love to uh, the crew and the cast. Uh, Derek Smith, photography, ministry band, uh, Al Jorgensen, John Michiel, Bichiel, Caesar Soto, Paul Demore, Ray Men- Men- Mayorga, uh, Monty Pittman, the Melvins, and corrosive corrosion of conformity, the industrial strength, 
tour. I didn't have to play any clips. I didn't have to ring you in. This is a vibe, okay? This is a fucking vibe. And ministry brought it. And you can hear it in my voice that they brought it. And so it's sonic freedom. It's cinematic music. And I love that when they were going to take that stage, they're putting the stage together, and there's that picture of William S. Burroughs, who was a father figure, one of many for Al Jorgensen. And so um, someone said, oh, who's that? And I said, that's William S. Burroughs. Naked Lunch. He hung, they hung out together. They Oh, they really hung out together. It was... It was an interesting time, the 90s. And so, thank you, ministry. Thank you, corrosion uh, of conformity. And thank you, Melvins, for the industrial strength, the Torah extra strength. That's right. Unpleasant dreams. Mm-hmm.